Hello, and welcome to the Creative Culture Podcast. This is a dialogue with those who are beacons of creative culture and insight, methodologies, and practice. We're doing something a little different for today's conversation. Uh, Today, Jason and I welcome co-guests, Wendy Nix and Brooke Cole. Wendy started out her career as a designer in Argentina before settling in in Los Angeles. As a former co-founder of a couple digital agencies and current creative partner at Primitive Spark, her aesthetic is informed by understanding how real people think, feel, and interact. And that, that last part in particular makes my heart nice and warm. And Wendy and I were both involved in this past year's Midwest UX program of speakers and panelists. Brooke has worked in the advertising and marketing industry for 15 plus years, uh, as well as a member of Wendy's team for a couple years. She's worked for both large worldwide advertising agencies, as well as small startup tech companies, applying that experience to starting a few companies of her own, including a furniture and interior design shop, a real estate investment firm, and a niche online community. Wendy and Brooke, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. This is fun. So one of my uh, standard uh, corny questions that I ask uh, of all my guests is, as a Chicagoan, the weather here is always a topic because the weather here is an adventure, to say the least. So uh, Wendy, I know you're on the West Coast. Uh, I'll start with you. What is the weather like by you? Probably awesome. Uh, Actually, today, just to make you feel better, it's all overcast and gloomy. But we've we've had uh, some gorgeous days in the past... uh, like the weekend was amazing, so you should have been here. I'm I'm happy for you. That, that's great, <laughs> <laughs> Brooke, Brooke. How about you? Uh, well, since I'm only a few out, a uh, few miles away from her, it's pretty much the same. <laughs> but it is not. It's still pretty warm. Yeah. Well, kudos to you both. It's uh, it's not so <laughs> not so nice here. Uh, Jason, what's it like by you? Uh, snowpocalypse. Yeah. It's oh. been, uh, yeah, it's not as bad, you know, like I, I kind of complain about it, but I mean, you guys, Justin, you guys were what in minus forties or something like, Windshield I can't was, even uh, imagine that. Yeah. Negative 57. Ugh. How does that happen? I mean, how, how do you, how does a furnace like can't compete with that? Uh, it was on nonstop and, uh, I've never felt okay. anything like physically like that. When I went outside to walk my dog, it just <laughs> felt like. <laughs> You dipped your face into lava, like the wind just like, you know, I don't can't even, like seared your skin. It was incredible. God. Oh, man. Yeah. My kind of time. A lot of snow here, but not nothing like it's not as cold as there. So I I just hate dealing with snow because I live on a hill and my driveway is up a hill. (laughs) 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 So there we go. So, Wendy, um, I'll start with a question with you, if you don't mind. Um, sure. Wendy, you've co-founded your share of agencies over the years, uh, and I'm curious, what was the driving purpose behind Primitive Spark specifically? Yeah, um, Primitive Spark was born from the desire to create something different, you know, a place where we could work with people that we liked, uh, and so we handpicked who we wanted to work with, uh, and we do the same with our clients. We kind of have this philosophy that, you know, if there isn't an alignment with our clients on what they want to do and how they want to work, then we find ways of saying, well, you know, we had a good run, but now we're ready to move on to something else. Mm -hmm. We had this set of core values that we wanted to make sure that we upheld not only with working with our clients, but internally with within our team 
And, you know, and so I was like looking back, you know, over the last 10 years, because this year is actually our 10th anniversary. I have to say that, that it's, it's, we've done a pretty good job of, of working within those core values. We, uh, we have these Monday morning meetings where we open up, every, you know, everybody opens up with something personal something maybe that they want to share from their weekend or something that happened during the week that they want people to know. Uh, and, you know, we really want to know what is going on for them as real people away from client work. And then uh, we encourage people to share appreciations for someone, either in the team or outside of the work, outside of work for my client. And then once we are done with all of that, we go into project work. How's the company doing? What are we all working on? Plans for the future because we set our goals and then we just want to continually work on those things. What are we doing for community engagement? So that's kind of one example of how we we take on one of our core values of community and bringing it all the way 360 around us. You said it was a weekly meeting where you're having that. Yeah, you're... we we do every Monday. Yeah. So that it kind of sets the stage of you know how's everybody doing because you know someone might have something going on that they need support over the week. Mm-hmm. You know that's another part. You know we have kind of like a spreadsheet where where we track everything, and that's another part. You know how are we doing? Does anybody need help? Does anybody need more work? Doesn't even, you know, we kind of check in and we make sure that we are uh, aware and conscious, conscientious about, you know, how people are doing so that we know how we can support each other. So, yeah. I, I appreciate that. I mean, we talk about um, certainly human-centered design and human-centered process yeah. as far as being an outward-facing thing. And one thing I love is that you take that same notion of putting the human first and re, you know turn that lens back inward and you know you, you're communicating as certainly as coworkers, but also as people by leading with something personal i suppose as, as personal as someone is willing to share but also the the, the point of uh, appreciation whether it's toward a client you said or someone internal i mean that yep. that's, that's a great uh i'll use another one of my bu- buzz phrases pause with intent where you're pausing um mm-hmm. and slowing the meeting down with an you know intentionally and getting some you know real uh, human-centered focus out of that and value. Yeah, and it is kind of nice because when someone does uh, have an appreciation for some someone, it kind of triggers that, like you're saying, that inward looking in other people. And they say, oh, yeah, I wanted to also appreciate so-and-so for something else. So it is. it does kind of have like this uh, chain reaction uh, around the group, which is, it's nice. You know, it's, it's very connecting. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, that, that's yeah. beautiful. I, I kind of want to riff on that a little bit. Um, sure. so we're talking through the lens of, uh, agency specifically. And, mm-hmm. um, as we all know, um, you know, on, on this podcast, as well as uh, people listening, there are, uh, copious, tropes around agency culture that I'm sure none of us are oblivious to. Um, You know, people, this is, you know, same with a a bigger business where people can be a a name on a spreadsheet or, you know, there could be, Jason and I have joked about this a lot. I've probably uh, beaten this joke up a bit, but are there cots in the office? Like when when you're walking in, are people, you know, are they committing, (laughs) signing their lives away? 
to come into this uh, into this workspace. And you know, is if you have personal plans, are those you know thrown out the window more often than not uh, when you come mm-hmm. in because there's a deadline or something has to route through the office or what have you. I can go on and on. And this was a large yeah. impetus for my um, my list apart article about uh, resetting agency culture. Yeah. Long intro to get to. How have you sought to make your business and its culture counter to such yep. negativity in the in these tropes that are so pervasive? Yeah, I mean, you know, I have to go back to our core values. You know, the we really made an effort to set these core values and stick to them. You know, and it, when I think about uh, agency culture, one of the things that comes to mind actually is politics. And that was one of the things that I was like, oh, my God, this is such an energy suck. Why do people get involved in this? But, you know, it is what it is. And, and I, you know, I don't think that it's only agency. It's like any place big enough that has enough people that want to waste their time. They, It happens. One of the things that we did very purposefully when we started Premier's Park, we said, we do not want that. So how can we? protect ourselves from it. And so I think that several of our core values goes to that. One of them is, you know, respecting each other and taking care of each other. And I think that that is paramount for us to be protected from that. Uh, Some of the things that you said as well, you know, of, you know, making people work like crazy or, uh, you know, not respecting people's personal lives and what's going on with them within them you know uh we had uh, you know like in every company or in every situation where there's people involved you know there's conflicts or differences of opinion and so how do we handle those well we make sure that we talk about it so we don't just like we talk to about it with the person not behind their back no blame uh, one of our coworkers always used to say, hey, we, you know, we look at it, we talk about it, and then we make new mistakes. We, that's why we talk about them, so that we don't have to make those mistakes over again, especially when they involve a client and, you know, we don't, we don't want that. And I think that one of the things that we, we did to ensure that, that was to use language to protect us from from that for example we stay away from using negative language so for example we talk about using and instead of but so when you're talking you know you really have to think hard of how can you replace that but with an and and add to the conversation instead of just presenting the problem and to say well that's what it is I can't do anything about it there's always something that we can do about it and most everybody in the company has gone through this training that uh, Marie Moran puts together. It's called The Power of Your Presence. And that's a place where we learned how to communicate effectively by understanding uh, who you're talking to, because there's different types of personalities and such. And so everybody has a different way that they want to be communicated, you know, in, in a specific way. And if you think about it, it goes back to something that you said, that is a very UX way of approaching not only our community and philosophy, but also our communication. And so, you know, we don't say stuff like, oh, that's a good idea, because if 
that's a good idea. That means that there is a bad idea somewhere else. <laughs> and we don't want people to think that they can't ask questions because there might be a bad idea, you know? Uh, so I think that uh, we just focus on trying to present information in a very objective way where we can use observation instead of judgment and to be truthful. You know, that's another thing that is one of our core values to be transparent. You know, and if there has been a mistake, we can learn from it and, you know, and it's empowering not only to us, but to our clients. You know, if we communicate in a positive way, I think that it's a better way of moving forward and being productive and efficient. I'm taking a lot of notes here. Yeah, likewise. I, this, is all, this is good stuff. And I love the Monday morning meetings. Like that is such a, it's such a simple thing, but like how many how many creative, uh, you know, I'd say like agencies do that. Like, I mean, how, I mean, I think that could benefit any business really, but I think yeah. especially in the creative realm, when we are really putting ourselves out there, everything we create, it's sort of like, you know, we're, we're wearing our heart on our sleeve. Like I, and I think that what, what a great way to create a safe environment for, you know, and, and like a connection with the team, uh, than, than to do that. And what a great way to start the week off. Like I, I bet you, if we ask any of your team members, like they probably look forward to Mondays. I would, I'm assuming as a result of that. And like a lot of us really hate Mondays. I like Mondays because I, I try to release new episodes on Mondays for my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, I can testify I, to that. We do look forward to Monday meetings because there's something that you can't wait to share with the team and hear what kind of they've been working on. Mm -hmm. So it, it actually did change the dynamic of going into work on a Monday. Ah, it's so cool. And and what a great way to build empathy among your team too, to like just hear each other's stories. Like let's just like talk about, you know, kind of what's going on in our lives for a little while and, and just kind of like start the week off this way as a team. Like I just love that a lot. Well, I think know, every agency yeah. can learn a lot from this. Well, you know, the 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 cool thing about it too is that, you know, like one of our developers He's a music. Well, actually, we have a lot of musicians in our team, but, but you know, he's a musician. He has a band, so that you know, he would tell us about you know this new song that they were working on, or the you know, and you would never know if you just see him like sitting there if you don't talk to him. How would you know, you know? Right. And this was a forum for uh, for him to to talk about it and to share you know his excitement from the weekend or the things that you know where they had played or you know, whatever it was. And one of uh, our other uh, UX designers, she's, you know, a jewelry designer, you know, so she would, you know, bring in her sketches or whatever of, you know, the, the rings that she was designed. She designed her own wedding ring. You know, it's like a little window into all mm. of these, pe these people that, you know, if not, you just like get on a conference call and you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, here goes another <laughs> client call. Right. And, and I think it just communicates I'm cared for, like I'm cared for as a, a contributing team member. And it just goes a long way, I think. Yep. I, I, just, I really like that a lot. Um, uh, Brooke, I want to ask you a question. Do, you know, do you feel supported and able to contribute to the culture as well? Uh, or were you in, are you, were you more in a position to utilize those benefits? How did, how did it help you and your coworkers do your best work? I think both. I mean, the fact that coming from a traditional agency where it was, as Wendy was saying, very political um, and you had to be careful of what you said here, you didn't, there weren't those landmines. 
So you felt open to speak your mind and you were able to make intelligent decisions. And um, even if they maybe weren't the best decisions, you could put them out there and ask for input. I think the other thing that was great is, um, in addition to everything that Wendy said, we didn't have a process for the sake of process. New ideas were constantly welcome and um, we were able to find a better way. And everybody was open to that and it was understood that, you know, here's how we're doing it now, but if we find a, be- a way that works better, let's take a look at it and see if that works for everybody. I think, you know, knowing, it's funny, when I uh, met with a team and I, I had actually been looking for a different job at the time and I had this dream, these dream requirements in my head. If I want to, you know, to find my new job, I want it to be this, this, and this. And I'm thinking that that's not out there. There's no way. I want to be able to telecommute. I want to work with people who are smart and nice. Um, I want to be treated like an adult. I, you know, I don't want the politics, et cetera, et cetera. So when I met with them um, and I, I thought it was an interview and it was a discussion about how people should work and um, we were, we started completing each other's sentences and I'm like, okay, this will work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we went out to lunch with Brooke. <laughs> That's awesome. Just just the change yeah. of environment there is is huge. You know, at lunch or a cafe rather than you know sitting in a stark white conference room and one person on one side of the table. You know, if you think in the Matrix with uh, Agent Smith and Neo on the different sides of the table, I mean, it just it changes the whole dynamic. Body language shifts and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And to- you complete each other's sandwiches too. <laughs> you remember it, it frozen, right? Isn't that frozen, Justin? What is you it? have kids? Uh, yeah, I, I'm we trying finish to, each other's I'm sandwiches. Trying to feign ignorance, but I know exactly what you're All talking right. about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, to add to something that uh, Brooke was saying about, you know, there's always better ways of doing things and whatnot. Uh, we were uh, we didn't have a good system of tracking time in our projects and things like that. And so we asked Brooke if she would go and research the tools that were out there to set us up with the project management kind of tool so that we could be more efficient on tracking our time and, you know, tracking our projects and whatnot. And, oh my God, Brooke did such an amazing job of you know, going out there and looking at all these different products and uh, getting in touch with all of the reps and, you know, and then she put like this presentation together on, you know, uh, what were the pros and cons of each one of the tools and this and that. And then when we decided on a tool, you know, she made sure that all of us were trained and totally supported us on everything that we needed to do to, to use the tool to make it a success. And, I'm telling you, I don't know how we run projects before this, <laughs> you know, it was just amazing. But the, the level of commitment that she has on, uh, making sure that the, everything was implemented right. And that we had the right tools to work with was just phenomenal. And I had to, I still, to this day, whenever I use it, I'm like, thank you, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> so Wendy, um, yes. a lot of the the ways a culture um, 
is felt are through physical or tangible things. Of course, there are in, intangible, you yes. know, communications, but uh, through human interactions and the spatial, uh, you know, configuration of an office uh, areas to pause or uh, have a dialogue. And the interesting thing is, we're talking about the phenomenal uh, benefits of your culture at agency at um, uh, Primitive Spark right now. But you're completely brick and mortar free. So I'm curious, you know, running a, uh, you know, a remote slash uh, virtual agency, if you will, how do you uh, maintain that healthy, collaborative, dynamic culture, uh, you know, in a purely remote sense? This is something I'm sure many people want to kind of dig into. So funny you should ask, because we used to have an office and uh, well, actually we had two. We used to be in downtown L.A. and then we moved to another really cool office in El Segundo. But the thing is that the place was virtually empty most of the week. We had a gorgeous office with just like a lot of natural light and <laughs> we had offices and we had open space and we had a nice conference room and everything. But part of, you know, our core values. Again, I go back to those because they're just like so fundamental for us. Uh, one of them is flexibility. So we wanted to make sure that, you know, if people wanted to come into the office, they could. And if they didn't want to, then they could work from home. So, but we did have Mondays uh, that we asked everybody to come into the office so that we could do that meeting in person, basically. And so, but other than that day, people would just not come to the office, even people that lived super close. They just liked working from home, having that flexibility of working, you know, at whatever time. They didn't want to spend the time commuting. In L.A., you know, commuting is quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But like I said, even for the people that lived close, they, would just, they just wouldn't come to the office. And I think, I don't know if it was because we did enough of setting up, you know, our culture the way that we did, that people were still getting that even working remotely. And, uh, you know, and so then, you know, after a while, you know, there were several things that came into place of why we gave up the office. But one of them was because the, the office space was basically not being used and we were paying, you know, quite a bit on, on rent and, and things like that, that, you know, we're like, well, maybe we can spend that money on something else better, you know, to spend it on people instead of a, an office. You know, we still see each other, you know, maybe we go to the a client's office, you know, for things like that. Sometimes we have to travel together. Uh, or if we have to do a collaborative session uh, that we think it's better to do in person instead of uh, remotely, which we do a lot, you know, we just meet at someone's place or we uh, go to one of the co-working spaces because, you know, there's like a million of them in L.A. But we still have this, you know, kind of community that we've created. And, and again, I don't know if it is because we used to have a space, but I don't think it is. It's just the kinds of people that uh, we hire you know, we have these shared values that we want to be close, that we want to be real with each other. We want to support each other. We want to learn from each other. We do a lot of collaboration, brainstorming, building on each other, each other's ideas. Uh, another thing that we haven't talked about it, that kind of hits a lot of these is we have these advances twice a year. Uh, so advances are these offsite meetings that we do. 
uh, and we call them advanced because they're, you know, people usually say, oh, we're going on a retreat. Well, we don't retreat, we advance. So we call them advances. And uh, so we do these twice a year. They are time to uh, stop and see where we are, see where we want to go. We look at our finances. So that's another thing that one of our core values is transparency. So we want to make sure that everybody knows what's going on. We don't want any surprises, you know, agency life up and down. We don't want people to think, oh, we're doing great. And then tomorrow they don't have a job. Right. We want to make sure that everybody knows what's going on, how we're doing with the financials. And we take that as an opportunity to uh, set goals for ourselves personally and for the company. Uh, how can we support each other in doing those things? What are some of our dream clients that we want to have? That's a funny one because we, we get together and we put a list of dream clients and then sooner or later we either have that client or we have, you know, someone in a, the similar industry or, you know, it's something that we wanted. So, I don't know, we have a little bit of a power of manifesting sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, you know, and, and, you know, going back to the remote work, we do, you, we're constantly on Gchat, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, go hangouts and things like that. And we, we run hangouts all the time. Sometimes okay. we're just like working on something. Oh, another good thing is using tools that are uh, set for collaboration, you know, like Google Docs. It's great for mm-hmm. collaboration. And then uh, we recently transitioned to Figma, which is a design. It's like Sketch but it's a collaborative. So it has collaborative features just like Google Docs. So basically you can be in the same document at once and you can follow people and stuff like that. And it's just like amazing for us. So those are some of the the things that, uh, you know, we use. And then we just, you know, we know that everybody is responsible for the work that they're doing and we've been doing that for a long time. So it's just a matter of respecting and being responsible for one's actions sure trust trust plays a a big role in that i'm sure yeah yeah but you know if you place trust on people that's empowering and they want Mm -hmm. to you know rise to the occasion i don't know you know brooke can can talk about this too you know but i don't ever think that i policed anybody on you know are you doing your job are you working you know the hours that you're supposed to be working or you know i would just make sure that when I'm managing people, I'm like, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. And, and they do it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wendy, are most of your, um, so people are um, remote who, you know, were full-time employees or worked on site. Do you work with any contractors who are not in the immediate area, in the LA area surrounding you? Like when you're going to like WeWork or things like that, how are you making sure those people are included in those, in those really kind of cool activities? Yeah, actually, uh, my business partner, Chris, is in Denver, and he's been in Denver for maybe six or seven years now. I so like him he's, already. He's always been. Yeah, in J- Jason's <laughs> neck of the woods. Uh, I'm telling you, Chris is like the best person, most amazing person I've ever met in my life. He, I am so lucky to be able to call him my business partner He is, and my friend. But anyway, apart from him... 
we do work with contractors uh, that are either in LA or in other places. Right now, we're working with the woman that is in Portland, another uh, designer that is in Palo Alto, you know, and we've worked with people, you know, that are in different. It, and it really doesn't, doesn't matter when you're working remotely because, like, uh, I have a, one of my designers works about, I don't know, like, he's, like, maybe 45 minutes away from my house. So we never get together <laughs> because just L.A. traffic is just not something mm. that you want to put up with. Well, that's not true. Sometimes we meet at one of my other you know, designers house in Santa Monica, which is kind of halfway. So we just meet there and we have these sessions. You know, we just use tools, you know, uh, we use video conferencing to integrate. Like one time we even had a all day workshop with the client and my partner, Chris was going to come from Denver to run the workshop with me. And because of family, a family situation, he couldn't travel. So we put him up on the big screen. He did his parts of the presentations. Uh, running some parts of the workshop were a little bit hard, but you know we've worked together forever, so I knew exactly what had to happen in the room while he was on the screen guiding the exercise, basically. And so I was the physical, his physical presence, basically, in the room while he was doing this. We're we're very very comfortable working you know, remotely like that, using video conferencing and, and things like that for, for aiding us in what we need to get accomplished. Yeah. yeah. God bless tech for giving us the tools to do this. Right. Yeah. When it, when it works. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I was telling you like all of the tools that we like, and I could give you three times longer list of tools that need serious improvement to, mm to help us but you know sometimes we have to use them because our clients use them and so right. we have no no choice uh so brooke hi brooke hi <laughs> <laughs> um so i want to ask a question i'm, I'm kind of customizing this a little bit um because i think we all want to know because you moved on to a different agency i want to know how you could leave such a great culture at Primitive Spark, first of all. Um, <laughs> but you've moved on to another role uh, at, at uh, an agency called Sachi and Sachi, which sounds super fancy. And I'm curious, how, how is the culture, I guess you can answer the first part of that question and then this, this part of it. How is the culture different at a much larger agency? And uh, how do they manage culture at scale? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, first part of your question, one, it was very hard, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but just due to, you know, the ebbs and flows of business and um, the time that it was, I I moved on to something different. But obviously, Wendy and I keep in touch uh, all the time and, and continue to do things together. So there is no awesome. love loss there whatsoever. <laughs> But in terms of where I am now, and it's funny because, again, coming from large agencies and going back to large agency, initially, this is not something that I wanted to do. Um, but I fortunately was able to find a department within this agency, um, the content and platform group that 
is able to offer us a bit more flexibility. I'm sure you know large agencies or large companies in general are like an ocean freighter. It takes forever for them to change directions, change their mind. They're also typically siloed. You have your discipline-specific personas and egos, and um, the process tends to be more waterfall. And with that, the person at the bottom, you know, shit runs downhill basically. <laughs> so it's, they tend to be creative led and everyone else are the loyal subjects treating them. And it's just a very unhealthy way to work because it's an us against them. One of the key things that I loved and still love about Primitive Spark and uh, Wendy and the team is that it's all of us together. And I think the the interesting thing here, and I'm really fortunate is I've been able to kind of bring a lot of those learnings into my current team. We're operating more in an agile approach versus waterfall. So we have a smaller team and, um, you know, we have cross-discipline. We'll help other people out with their things. And I think it's one team, one dream. And uh, there are no egos. We're able to really get to know our other team members and work more effectively with them, um, we haven't quite taken it to the the place where Primitive Spark has it with the Monday meetings and really getting into everybody that way. But I think we're, we're kind of getting there. And I think by having these smaller teams within this larger corporate structure, um, they're allowing us the flexibility to do that. And we're partnering with, um, we have what we call Scrum of Scrums, where we partner with other small teams to help coordinate the bigger integrated projects. But to me anyways, I think, you know, the thing that was great about Primitive Spark is you were able to be flexible because of the size. And within this large agency, because we're, we have a smaller team, we're able to be flexible within the larger agency structure. Mm, That's so cool. I I was just thinking about like culture mathematics, like when you're talking about (laughs) how you were able to kind of bring everything, all the great culture that you were able to be a part of and that Wendy and Chris have helped. Was it Chris? Is he yeah. your partner? Yeah, yeah, that 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 was created. That being able to kind of take those learnings elsewhere, like I think that's just, I think that's awesome, and we can do that. And I and I, I really feel like you know culture always trickles from top down, and so I just I, I feel like you know Wendy, you just and Chris, great job, like you know in in creating this awesome culture that Brooke is able to now take to where she is now and start to kind of, you know, implement some of this and, and be a, a, you know, a culture changer, you know, where she is. And, and I know it's hard, it's hard to change the culture if you're not at the top, but it's not impossible. And so I, I just feel like there's just, I, I feel like that's just a really great story to me. It's inspiring. It is. Yeah. I, I, that warms my heart. but something like that is happening yeah yeah that's what it's all about that's great Mm. hey justin i wanted to say something that you know i didn't talk about when we were talking about the you know the remote part you know like managing people Mm -hmm. and you know i think that there is a part there that i wanted to say something if that's okay yeah absolutely so like Chris and I and other uh, senior people in the in the team, you know, we've been managing teams for for a very long time. And so when we lead these teams, you know, on a daily basis, we make sure that they have what they need to do their jobs properly. And because we've been doing this for a long time and we've been working with the same 
people for a while. It just comes like second nature to figure out what someone needs or or what they would like to do. So, you know, for example, you know, if I have something that I need someone to do, you know, I I have some designers that uh, like learning about new tools, for example. There are other designers that like developing organizational systems. There are other ones that like designing really colorful UIs. I don't know. And so just getting to know everyone in your team and what makes them tick is really key for for them to be able to do their best work and for us to be able to inspire and challenge them and help them grow. And so, you know, if you ask me, for example, you know, what uh, conference would any of your designers would like to go? I could tell you exactly which one, each one of them would want to go because I know them so well. Mm. I, I know what they like to do for fun. I know what they like doing on their weekends. I know what school they went to. I know their friends. Uh, and so when you know someone at that level, you, you know what you have to do to help them grow and you can have fun with them at the same time. And so it, it just, it just creates this relationship that goes beyond about, you know, uh, working remotely or working side by side with someone. It, it really does. And it just becomes second nature to do. So I wanted to add that because I think it's important for, for people out there that are wondering, you know, how do you get to inspire and help people grow when you have to manage them virtually. But um, I, I, I really think that it, there is no difference for me. I'm glad you, you uh, came back around to that one day because that, that is an absolutely uh, key point. And I know it's something that so many businesses, heck, I, I know I, you know, just in the day-to-day, we all struggle with, I could struggle with that uh, myself uh, often to keep people engaged and, you know, feeling like they're actively part of the team. So th- those insights are tremendously valued. Thank you for that. Wendy, you mentioned the core values. You've kind of le- you've referenced that several times in the conversation, and I think that there's something there that we we should dig into just for even a moment. Uh, sure. I'm curious, like what? How do you evangelize those with the company? Is it like do you hand out paperwork <laughs> when everybody that comes in? Like do you put a post? Do you have like a you know like a nice poster like right at the entrance, or how do you evangelize those? I guess that's what I'm curious about. Just, did you get them tattooed? <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> uh, you know, it's that's funny that you asked that because we embody them. We don't mm. we don't distribute them. We don't have them printed. We don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just a, the way that we are that we don't feel like we need to impose anything on anybody. So it's really leading by example. You know, like I was talking about. You know, the the community part. We just do things that stimulate community engagement. You know, the mentoring and training. We send people to get trained. We mentor people every day by being with them. You know, our inventiveness. You know, we came up with the idea of these advances and how we structure them. And, you know, in in all of these core values, yes, we've been talking internally about the culture of Primitive Spark because that's what the podcast is about, but, you know, all of these values have a parallel, uh, place in how we work with our clients, you know, our transparency, you know, I, everybody on my client knows who's an employee, who's a contractor, you know, how we work, how many hours we work, 
they know everything. We have no secrets with our clients. The balance part, you know, that we want to make sure that people are well-rounded and happy and that they are supported and that they are rested, that they like working with us, you know, and same goes for our clients. We want our clients to like working with us. And if not, it doesn't work. We have to move on. They have to find a vendor that they like working with. You know, we're all about working together with our clients, within our team, you know, our brainstormings, our critiques. We just like have to constantly test our preconceptions and, you know, make sure that we expand on our thinking and in our growth. Uh, We're inquisitive. We're passionate about learning, you know, uh, the the panel that I was at uh, Midwest UX was on the longevity of UX and learning. If you don't learn in our industry, you're, di- you're, you're dead. And so we are passionate about understanding new things, new ideas, new concepts, and how we can bring those into our culture and to our clients. And then our, we're flexible. We like you know, just like the flexibility of, you know, wherever and whenever you want to work, great. We have projects that we need to get done. All right, let's get them done. However you want to do them. That's great. Uh, The flexibility about finding new tools, new technology, you know, our methodology, the things that Brooke was talking about, you know, someone has a better idea. Okay, let's bring it in. Let's see how we can be nimble around that. And we're optimistic. (laughs) which is a really hard one to be this this day and age. But, you know, we have wonderful people that we work with. We have wonderful clients that we work with. And we want to bring that optimism into the world that we can make a difference, you know, with the work that we do and with the people that we are in the world. And, you know, we like to be surprising, you know, unexpected. You know, we want to be working outside of the box. We want to be innovative. We want to do things that are meaningful and they're coming from a a genuine place of joy and fun. So anyway, so that's kind of our core values. (laughs) And no, we don't have them printed anywhere. (laughs) That's so great. Like the biggest takeaway I got from that, and there were so many good, good nuggets in that. And, and, I, I think it's just what the great Jim Rohn said. He said, wherever you are, be there. Yeah. Just just be present and, and yeah. embody that that culture. That's, ah, I love it. That is, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that dialogue. That is actually a phenomenal note, I think, to, uh, I, don't, I don't think we could top that, in fact. So <laughs> on that note, uh, Wendy and Brooke, I really want to thank you both for taking the time to share your insights and expertise with us. Uh, and everyone else today, um, I think one of the key things I was really focused on, uh, engagement and support uh, amongst a remote team or uh, from manager to team member, that, that is such an important topic to discuss. Uh, so in particular, you know, thank you for the thoughts on that front. Um, just some other uh, kind of core notes that I took here in, in, a, in a bullet point-ish capacity. Sharing something personal and appreciation in your, in your Monday morning meetings, I, th- I thought that was absolutely beautiful. No negative language or exclusive ways of thinking and talking. Um, the, the first interview that you had with Brooke, you know, straight out to lunch uh, away from the office, just breaking that trope right out of the gate uh, is fantastic. 
the innate attendance flexibility that you have. Of course, you know, you said everyone should kind of come into the office on Monday and, you know, people just kind of organically took the freedom uh, after that to work from home. It's, it's kind of uh, fascinating and intriguing how that just kind of happened by itself and it maintains itself, uh, you know, to, to this day. Uh, and then just, you know, in a verbiage sense, using advances instead of retreats. I've, I've not heard that before. And I, I think that that's actually quite wonderful. So uh, I, I love that as well. And to me, those things all equate to, you know, I, I use this word um, probably way too much, but that is totally uh, human-centered thinking uh, in an internal mm. sense. And that is, yeah, equates to empathy. We can use, you know, we can we can synonym the heck out of that. But there are so many uh, beautiful takeaways from that that are uh, revolve around people and, and doing uh, good things for human beings. And, and I think that should not be uh, left unsaid. So again, thank you to, your bo- to you both again for the dialogue today. Uh, we really appreciate it. And I know uh, our listeners will as well. Thank you. Yeah. I really Thanks for having it. us. Yeah. Thank you. Concur. Thank you and I just want to, I just want to say humans are so much more than resources. 